Welcome to Get It Done Entrepreneurs, where we talk with founders of companies who bet on themselves in one. My name is Rich Lebrun, and I am the founder and CEO of Lebrun Advisory Group. You can find us at rlebrun.com. Our mission is to help our clients build wealth through business ownership. Stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest. And our special guest today is Dean Wagner. He is the founder and CEO of Authentically American, a veteran-owned, American-made premium apparel brand. They are a company that celebrates patriotism, believes in the American worker, and honors our American heroes by intentionally donating 10% of profits to veterans and first responder charities. He's a West Point grad. Dean served seven years as a helicopter pilot and an an Army Ranger and holds an MBA in finance from Cal State. A majority of his business career was spent in business development, marketing, and strategy with Mars, Inc. and Procter & Gamble. And as a former former Division I ice hockey player, he is highly competitive and possesses a a tireless work ethic. His primary focus is on growth, team building, and creating a winning culture. He speaks on some key topics such as leading with purpose and values, servant leadership, entrepreneurship, marketing and branding, veteran advocacy, and many, many more should you want to look have Dean speak at your events. Dean is happily married to his bride of 25 years, and they have four children with the youngest being adopted from Ethiopia. Dean is active in his church and has served on the board of several for-profit and non-profit companies and organizations. It's a pleasure to welcome Dean to the show. Rich, honored to be your guest, especially knowing your background, being a fellow entrepreneur and a founder and CEO yourself. Yeah, we have a lot in common, good and bad, right? (laughs) (laughs) There certainly are the good and bad, and you roll with it. We roll with it, and that's what we're going to learn here. So, Dean, you know, everybody on the show wants to hear our guest's story. Okay, your story is unique to you. Uh, you started a business, uh, you have a family to support, uh, you came out of the military, but we'd love to know in how you went about it. Was it a passion you were chasing? Was it in, involuntary, voluntary? Was it easy? Did your family think you were crazy? Whatever your story is, we would love to hear how this all came about. Well, Rich, I look forward to digging in, and you read my bio, but a quick headline around that is my priorities in life align with God, family, and country. I'm a veteran, I'm an entrepreneur, but God, family, and country is where it starts. And that's ultimately what's most important to me. So my wife, Kelly, and I, I need to update that bio because it's now up to 28 years. Oh, congratulations. She's going to be mad at me, Rich. I shortchanged her. (laughs) I'll edit it if I can. (laughs) (laughs) So 28 years, and we've been blessed with four amazing kids. So our daughters now are 24 and 21. We have an 18-year-old son, and we have a 12-year-old son we adopted from Ethiopia. So that's what's most important, being a husband, being a father. And from a country standpoint, you know, West Point was my undergrad. You know, spent four years there at West Point and graduated in 93, had an opportunity to go to flight school, learned how to fly helicopters, and had a unique opportunity to go to ranger school, and spent seven years active duty. And had some just incredible memories of the men and women I served with, Rich. And that was ultimately those memories that drove us to the intentional choice to donate 10% of our profits to veteran and first responder charities. 
But when you start to sum up everything about me individually, our business, everything we're about, it's all about making a difference. And that's what drives me. That's what gets me up each and every day to say, how can I make a difference? And that's ultimately what's most important. Yeah. Well, but you worked for corporate America for a while, right? I did. All right. But then, whole... then was that first and then you jumped off into entrepreneurship? It's funny, Rich, because people often said, well, Dean, how did you become an entrepreneur? Because they know the corporate side. And I tell everybody being a veteran and entrepreneur. But when I left the army in 2000, couldn't even spell entrepreneur. <laughs> Didn't even know this whole world existed. <laughs> no, and what right. I realized, Rich, is so often we're a product of our environment and had an amazing family growing up. My dad was a 30-year engineer for Alcoa, a Fortune 100 aluminum company. And most of his friends, most of our neighbors work for big companies. So when I left the army in 2000, what did I think I was going to do? You know, work yeah. for a big company. Sure. That's the only world I knew. And people will, then would say, well, Dean, what was the catalyst? What was it that really stirred you up to be an entrepreneur? And I am so thankful for my time at Procter & Gamble and Mars, because if you're not familiar with those company names, I know you're familiar with brands like Crest and Tide and M&M's. And both of them are just world-class marketing and branding companies. And Rich had an incredible 11 years there between both companies. But Procter & Gamble is an $80 billion company. $80 billion. Right. Mars is not quite as big. It's half the size, but still a $40 billion company. Yeah, monsters. I mean, massive. And what I realized at one point, Rich, although I had fairly big jobs and was very well paid, if you pulled me out, the next guy steps right up and the machine doesn't skip a beat. Mm -hmm. And I truly wrestled with if I'm making a difference when I'm that replaceable. And that was the initial catalyst to become an entrepreneur saying, how do I make a difference? And so did you just go cold, cold turkey or did you kind of dabble <laughs> in this apparel business for a while? You, you, got, you got a wife and kids to take care of? How did, what well, was that? Part of it, Rich, is, you know, back to not being able to spell entrepreneur. You know, didn't think I had it in me to start a business from scratch. And in 2012, I joined the entrepreneur ranks by buying my first business. And this was a business that was near and dear to my heart because it was a government contractor that produced dress uniforms for the military. Mm -hmm. So the old dress pants I used to wear, Rich, was one of my contracts. So we had thousands of uniforms every week for Army, Navy, Air Force, and Marines. And one of the things I learned was the tragic history of the apparel industry. When I graduated from West Point in 93, over 50% of the apparel was made in the U.S. Today, Rich, it's 3.5. Seriously, 3.5 is all that's made here. Wow. And that shocking statistic, Rich, gave birth to our tagline, where's yours made? Yeah. Hey, Rich, great looking shirt, where's yours made? And most people look at me like, Dean, I have no idea. Right. And they're shocked to look at the tag and see, you know, made in China, made in Bangladesh, made in Vietnam. And my initial thinking was I wanted to win more government contracts because I thought then we'd create more jobs. But as I realized the nature of the government contracting business, it's a bidding process. And mm -hmm. you actually don't get an opportunity to create jobs. Rich, if you and I are bidding on a contract and you had it before and I won, in essence, your jobs transfer to me. You know, net, there's no real job creation. But for me, that was that, you know, catalyst, that was that, you know, inflection point that said, what if? 
what if instead of being a government contractor, what if we built a brand? And what if instead of what 97% of companies do and chase cheap labor overseas, what if we made the intentional choice to produce right here in the US? You know, think of the jobs we could create, think of the difference we could make and ultimately rich if we're successful and delivering on our vision to build this iconic American brand with the same recognition, visual recognition of a Nike polo or Under Armour. Think of the incredible legacy we would leave. And Rich, that's where it started five years ago from a blank sheet of paper. And I'm exhausted. <laughs> it has been by far the hardest thing and the most challenging thing I've ever done. But you know, after five years, I'm even more energized because truly feel like I have an opportunity to make a difference. So in apparel, though, that's a tough industry, right, to to break into. I mean, uh, maybe one side would be the government side, which you had maybe a leg up because you understand the government and the military, things like that. But now you're in the general population. Uh, was it tough for you to break into that? It has been incredibly challenging, Rich, and by far the most challenging and difficult thing I've ever done. And COVID you know, made it even harder because we have amazing apparel, but it's all made here in the US. So that means we have real American workers and real factories making our products. And remember when COVID first came out and there were all the shutdowns and lockdowns and that was incredibly challenging. But one thing Rich COVID forced us to do is focus. And as an entrepreneur, you'll probably relate to this. A lot of the on the audience is will relate to this. I'm not just borderline ADD. I really struggle with focus. Yeah. And to your point, Rich, on apparel, I mean, it is a massive $300 billion industry, $300 billion every year Americans spend on apparel. And there are countless iconic brands that spend billions of dollars on advertising. And there are two sides of our business. So there's a consumer side, so things that are authentically American branded, we also have collegiate licenses like West Point, Naval Academy, all the military schools, and all of that is available on our website. And we also have a B2B corporate side. So businesses, charities, organizations, they all buy polos and t-shirts. And one thing we realized, Rich, as we were looking at COVID and figuring out how do we survive is it is really tough to compete on the consumer side, to your point. I mean, it's ultra competitive. There's big brands that are spending a ton. But what we found out is we really have a point of differentiation on the client side, the business side. And what we found where our brand really resonates most is with veteran owned and veteran operated businesses and veteran focused charities. And Rich, I know you're also a numbers guy. You're in the financial business as well. And with apparel being a $300 billion industry, if we want to build this iconic billion dollar brand, this iconic billion dollar brand, it's daunting, but it starts to put in perspective that we don't have to be all things to all people. We just need to find those people where our brand really resonates. And you do that quick math on the market share. It's one third of 1%. Yeah. One third of 1%. Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. Let me ask you a question. You know, in my business, you know, I help people franchise companies or help people yeah. buy franchises. Uh, but the franchise owners all love veterans, okay? Yes. They really do uh, because you guys know how to follow a system and, and you're methodical in that way. How has the military helped you uh, be a business owner? So one thing that I love about it being a fellow veteran, for the most part, Rich, you don't have to worry about character and integrity. 
I mean, there's a high sense of service and, you know, a high level of character integrity. So that is one. I think another one is the planning. You know, it's instilled into you, the planning and preparation. But the one I've drawn on most rich as an entrepreneur is that incredible work ethic and drive and perseverance. And you remember me mentioning Ranger School? Yeah. I didn't know it back then, Rich, but Ranger School was such great training for leading a startup. And for 72 days straight, lived on one meal a day and two to three hours sleep a night. And at the end of that course, we lost 80% of our class. We went from 340 down to 70 and no sleep and incredible stress. And that's the life I'm living now. So it was great training, <laughs> great training for being a startup. Yeah, I can see that. And you get paid for it now, right? So that's right. <laughs> well, good for you. And thanks again for serving our country. We're indebted to you. I appreciate that. It truly was an honor to serve our great nation. Okay, so five years been in business. Uh, looking back, like everything in life we do, we think uh, in looking in hindsight, uh, we see some areas that maybe we could have done differently. Anything that you would uh, earmark saying, you know, if I know what I know today, I would have done this a little bit different. Which I'll tell you, I touched on this, but go a little bit deeper is focus. Mm -hmm. Because my initial thinking relates to one of my jokes that unless you live in a nudist colony, you make a choice every day what shirt you're going to wear. <laughs> and my initial thinking, Rich, well, this is great. We can appeal to everybody. Everybody's a target customer. Guess how well that worked? Tell me. Not well at all. <laughs> you know, we really didn't have focus. And that's where I say right now, veteran-owned and veteran-operated businesses and veteran-focused charities is where we are really starting to go ahead and have some momentum building. Because if you're a veteran, you're cut from the same cloth, you have similar DNA, you're very patriotic, and you love the fact that our apparel is American-made. And when you find out that the next time you want to order T-shirts, the next time you want to order polos for your business, you can have it American-made, have amazing product, and also be competitively priced, Rich, a six-month, a year-long sales cycle goes to about six minutes. Mm -hmm. They're like, Dean, I get it. I understand it. I want to work with fellow veterans. I love that it's American-made, and I'm making a switch. So this may be the same answer, but let me ask you the question anyhow. But five years into the business, you weathered that storm. You've... Hope you're getting more than one meal a day and a little bit more than a couple hours of sleep. But uh, any decisions you made that uh, have been key to, to key to your success? So one thing that we have been incredibly fortunate, Rich, is earned media. So that free press and PR. And I thought back to the P&G and Mars days. You know, we literally would have Super Bowl budgets literally would have a Super Bowl ad budget. And with this being, you know, funded by myself and, you know, a small group of angel investors, you know, our marketing budget is this big. Mm. And small, it yeah. was really challenging. And after one year of proving out our business model, the thinking was, well, we don't have massive amounts of marketing from a budget standpoint, but what we do have is this feel good American story. You know, we're creating American jobs. We want to go ahead and make a difference. We're donating 10% of our profits to veteran and first responder charities. So that was the push, Rich. We thought, okay, we'll try and secure as much you know, free press, as much national TV and national media as we can. And I envision, Rich, it taken years for that to come together. A month after we started on that campaign, got a call from one of the producers at Fox and Friends. 
and said, Dean, we heard about your brand. We would love to have you a guest. What do you think? And Rich almost fell out of my chair. I'm like, one, <laughs> I thought it was a crank call. And then when I learned that there's 2 million people a day, you know, 2 million people that tune into, you know, Fox and Friends, yeah. I was nervous. Sure. I was incredibly nervous. I've never been on national TV before. But I tell you, the response and the reaction was incredible. And I'll tell you one thing, that was the first one three years ago. We've now been rich over the last 23, over the last three years, been on national TV 23 times. Is that Whether right? Fox and Friends or Fox Business or Newsmax, NASDAQ. We've also been in Forbes Magazine, Sirius XM. But one thing we reinforce, as much as we talk about being better known, as much as we reinforce how important it is to choose American made when you can, nothing else matters unless you deliver an amazing product experience. And I'll show you one example, Rich. So are you much of a sock guy? Do you like to wear fun socks? Or are you more of a standard black and white? I'm a standard black and white socks guy. Rich, we got to up your sock game. <laughs> if my wife was here, she'd be all for it. So let's go. Let's, let's go. Yeah. And reason being, I joke that nobody wears ties anymore. Socks are the new ties. And it's just a fun way to go ahead and reinforce you know, your fashion sense. But the last time we were on national TV, Rich, these fun patriotic socks were the number one seller. So okay. it's a mismatched pair. So one is the red and white stripes. The other one is the blue and white stars. I love it. And the reason why they were the number one seller is on national TV in front of 2 million people. The host said these are his favorite pair. Yeah. yeah. And you can imagine the spike in traffic. You can imagine the spike in sales. But it was interesting, Rich, what he said. Because he didn't mention anything about them being American-made. He said they're so soft. They're so comfortable. They have this fun patriotic design. That's why they're his favorite pair. But when you have an experience like that, when you have an amazing product experience, you'll read the fine print where it says designed in Nashville, you know, made in North Carolina. Yeah. And we have 11 states that we have manufacturing. But unless you have an experience like that, you never get to that point where you want to learn more about the brand because you'll wear them once and you'll never wear them again. Well, for our listeners who can't see it, the ones who can watch the video, see on YouTube, he was holding up a pair of red stripes. Uh, one pair of socks was uh, red and white stripes as the flag. And then the other side was this, the other stock was the stars. So uh, great. I think it's fantastic. And, and, I'm, and by the way, I am paying attention. I'm noticing a lot of people are paying attention to socks today. I'm, a, I'm not an early adopter, my friend, but the, I'll get there. We're going to work on you, Rich. We're going to get you to up your sock game. And here's what's been fun. I mean, these are an example of our own consumer brand. Mm -hmm. But we have done hundreds of custom designs, you know, for other businesses and other charities. And a lot of our customers like to use them for client gifts. Sure. Because oftentimes, if you're given apparel, it's like, well, I wonder if Rich is a medium or I wonder if he's 2X. I'm not really sure. You know, with socks, for the most part, it's one size fits most. Yes. And they've been a great product for us. They've been a great differentiator because like the host on Fox and Fred said, there's a favorite pair. Sure. Well, Dean, let's jump into this commercial break. Let's just take that because you're, yeah. you're right there anyhow, and let's keep going. Our, our listeners are executives and run, own companies or corporate America. They all wear socks. Okay. <laughs> but uh, they all have companies that they can, you know, maybe they're good customers for you. So let's, Talk specifically to our listeners. Who is your customer? Okay, what would you like to promote? What would you like to say about your company? 
this is your time. Take a few minutes and just do this commercial break well, for us. Let me Rich highlight this because you know one of the insatiable things that drives me is that desire to make a difference. And that's what led to the intentional choice about being American made because as we grow and our brand builds, we have an opportunity to create make create more American jobs. But let me highlight one side of the B2B, the client side of our business, Rich, and that is charities. Charities and nonprofits. So to keep it simple, we have two pricing tiers. So if you are a Pepsi, Bridgestone, Comcast, any for-profit business, you pay the full price. If you are a charity nonprofit, we work with big ones like Wounded Warrior, Tunnel to Towers, Team Red, White, and Blue, all the way down to a lot of small businesses and charities because we keep our minimums low, you pay a cost. So mm -hmm. there's a gap between the two. And we've worked, for example, with over 150 veteran charities. And what we help them do is build their brand and raise some money in the process. And we don't make any money on that, but I feel phenomenal about the opportunity to become beside an incredible charity and help them build their mission. But what we've also found, Rich, since we're a new brand and it's ultra competitive, as you highlighted, a lot of people's first exposure to our brand is through a charity. They will get a pair of socks like this, or they will get, you know, the softest t-shirt they've ever had. And they're like, this stuff is incredible. And then they'll look at the tag and they'll see that it's American made. And then they'll go to our website and learn more about the story and the ethos and everyone around our brand. But, you know, that's the one thing I want to highlight, Rich, is how we're making a difference by partnering with charities and nonprofits. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, that's, that's a worthy cause. Uh, and I love all the charities you mentioned. I've heard many of those. And uh, we also participate and help supporting those charities. All right, I'm going to shift gears on you. Now, you've been, again, when I say, you know, facing tough times, you know, you're, you're, you were active duty for seven years. Okay, so I, I want to separate that, but taking that same idea of being in tough times. We were fighting a battle in, in the economy in 2022. You know, we had everything you can think of, all headwinds you can think about in one year, you know, interest rates and labor shortages and wars and political unrest and uh, you name it, we've had it coming off of a pandemic, okay? You're an owner of a company. You you made it through 2022, congratulations. You know, we both consider and talk about that. We're survivors, yes. but so we got a little bit of a hangover from 2022 rolling into 2023. So here's the question in two levels. One is a founder, CEO of your company, how are you getting up uh, and how are you leading the charge? Do you see it's a time to expand, to grow, to invest, time to retreat is a, founder of a company, and then personally, uh, you got to get yourself out of bed on Monday morning. And again, I, I knew you've been trained to the Rangers, but still you got to get up unless you got a drill sergeant there or with the whistle or whatever, if that's really a true story, you got to get out there and someone's got to get you up to go. So how are you motivating yourself and how are you keeping your company focused? So uh, let me start personally, Rich, because you mentioned getting out of bed every day and one of the pieces of advice I give my own kids, one of the pieces of advice I give, you know, budding entrepreneurs is find something you love. Find something you're passionate about because then it doesn't feel like work. You know, it's something that you're pursuing a passion of yours. And it's rare that the alarm goes off because I get up long before the alarm, Rich, at three or four in the morning, not because I have to, but because I want to. And mentioned about the national TV, 
you know, I've literally been behind the scenes in studio and people after the interview, like, Dean, you really believe this, don't you? You really have a passion, but I absolutely do. And passion is contagious. And I think that's what's going to drive anyone that's going to be an entrepreneur, Rich. If you find something that it's not just about making money, you find something that you truly believe in, you find something that you want to rally behind and be a part of, that to me makes all the difference in the world. Yeah, absolutely. That's one piece. But the other one that I need to be careful with in the military and back to ranger school and working hard and, you know, overcoming adversity, you can't do it alone. You know, business to me is the ultimate team sport. I was a hockey player at West Point, you know, still playing a men's beer league now. And I believe business is the ultimate team sport. Even if you're in a sole proprietor, you need a banker. You need a CPA, you need an attorney, you need, you know, suppliers. So it is an ultimate team sport. And if you are in play, facing incredible adversity, if you're in facing incredible challenges, make sure you've got a mentor. Make sure you've got somebody that you can fight in, somebody that you can lean on, you know, a leadership team. If you have a business with people, make sure you've got that group that you can lean on and be a part of because it's hard, Rich, and it's even harder if you're doing it by yourself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Speak to uh, our two different listeners, the ones who are entrepreneurs and are own their own company and maybe are thinking of maybe they should they invest and diversify or bring in another income stream or should they just hunker down right now while we got this still facing the storm and just focus on what they're doing. And then that person in corporate America who says, you know what, I want I want I got a passion. I want to chase it, but I got I got to take a little bit of risk here. You know, I have to go out there and uh, leave the, the safety net of corporate America. And uh, but I really can resonate with maybe what Dean is saying. Speak to them. You know, how should they should they jump off at this particular time? Rich, it's been five years from that blank sheet of paper in 2017. And as hard as it is, and I don't even know if we'll even survive. I and mean, we've got incredible momentum building. We're going to double our business this year and that trend will continue. But ultimately, we're still a small business. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're a seven figure brand. We want to quickly go to eight and nine and beyond. But, you know, we're not a a multi $80 billion Procter & Gamble. We're not a $40 billion Mars. So there's still a lot of risk. But I will tell you, there is nothing more rewarding than having an opportunity to be an entrepreneur. Now, if I had to do it all over again, Rich, I probably would have done it a little bit differently because, you know, to use a poker analogy, you know, we pushed all in. Mm-hmm. And what was not part of the business plan five years ago was COVID. Yeah. And people said, Dean, you're very optimistic. You're very ambitious, but it's going to be twice as hard as you think it's going to be. And it's going to be twice as expensive. And I discounted that advice, Rich, because I thought, you know, there's the army in me, there's the planning. I built a robust business plan. But it wasn't just two times, it was three, four times more challenging. It was three or four times more expensive. And part of that was layered in COVID. And if I would have done it differently, I would have given more credence to that upfront. And we would have had a little more capital set aside because the last five years, as exciting as it's been, it's also been scary. Sure. Because there were times when I thought I wasn't sure if we're going to meet payroll. Wasn't sure if we're going to be able to pay suppliers and you know, God's been faithful and has provided, but there were times when I was really nervous. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's, you know, and unfortunately, I don't think anybody projected COVID. There are are some things you could watch the market on and maybe hedge your bets a little bit, but that went through everybody for a loop. Um, But that's where your your perseverance kicks in. And some people didn't survive. And it's it's a hard thing to see people who didn't make it. But there are some fundamental principles in business that I have found that if you have your fundamentals, meaning... You know, like in our business, we always make sure if they're going to buy a business that they have enough cash flow set aside to yes. weather a storm. Now, COVID stretched that theory, but uh, nonetheless, if you go into knowing that and don't get over overextended, because there is going to be times you just can't predict the future many times. But uh, but your stick to your perseverance and your training has paid off. And uh, but you said best you wouldn't. Would you say you wouldn't trade it for anything? Is that what you said? No. Not in the world. One of my favorite mantras, Rich, is go big or go home. Yeah. And I don't want to lose my home. So we're going big. <laughs> well, that's good. And those four miles to feed at home uh, definitely are rooting you on for a lot of good reasons. Yeah. Uh, Dean, um, what's the best way for people to get a hold of you? Should they want to you know, learn more about your business or maybe they could utilize your services? So, Rich. The best place to go if you want to learn more about Authentically American is our website. So go to authenticallyamerican.us, and that .us was an intentional choice given the equity of our brand. So whether you're an individual consumer, you want one of these new fun pair of socks that we're going to somehow convince Rich to start wearing, (laughs) or you want one of our sweat-activated T-shirts, I didn't even get a chance to talk about where this hidden message magically appears when you work out. So Anything consumer related, you can go to our website, but also if you are sitting there in the audience and saying, well, I have a business and I buy t-shirts or if I'm a charity and I've said, hey, I want to get gifts for my donors, you know, at however you want to partner with us, our website's the best place or you can rich can go to LinkedIn, easy to find there and would love for people to connect with me via LinkedIn. Great. And to all our listeners, uh, we'll have all that information on the show notes in about two, three weeks when this goes, uh, when this is published. Dean, uh, thank you on a couple levels. One, again, I never want to estimate the gratitude of our, you're serving our country on our behalf. So thank you again for doing that. And then thank you for taking the time out of your busy day to share your wisdom uh, with our listeners. And I just want to wish you the best and most success going forward. I appreciate that, Rich. It was truly an honor to serve our great nation. And now I have a new friend in Chicago. There you go. And I look forward to seeing you down in Nashville. Absolutely. All right. You have a great day. You too. Rich LeBron here. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast, Get It Done Entrepreneurs. If you are a successful business owner who would like to be on this program, please visit us at rlebrun.com forward slash podcast and fill out the form and we will reach out to you. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show. Include the hashtag GetItDoneEntrepreneurs. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, rlebrun.com, or follow me on LinkedIn 
Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time.